You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about navigating bookstores. What do you do when you walk in? People have questions. We're going to let you know. And we're interviewing bookseller Rachel Conrad from Print. But first, what are you reading, Bria? Uh, I'm going to talk about one of what I think is going to be one of my favorite books of the year, which is a book called The Measure uh by Nikki Ehrlich. This book, wow, it really blew my mind. It is one of those our world but different sort of books. Basically, it's our world, and then everyone gets a box delivered to their house one night. And they don't know who delivered these boxes. They don't know why. Everyone in the world gets a box. They open up the box, and there's a string inside. And they're like, what does this mean? They don't know. Come to find out, the strings are indi- indicate how long you're going to live. Gee, you love a book like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so dark. There's got to um, be a specific word for this where, like, everyone in the world gets some sort of it's, it's, prophecy it is like, for it's their lives. It's a dystopian lives. or, like, disaster book, but it's not a disaster in that there is, like, a hurricane or... Um, you know, a plague or something. It's a disaster of, like, a different kind. Um, I don't know what it's called, but I loved it. Um, there's multiple storylines. It And basically, it's it's it brings up the question of, first of all, some people, once they find out what it is, they choose not to look at the string. So, like, they don't know what their string means. Some people choose to look but not tell. And then also, what starts happening is the world gets divided into short stringers and long stringers because oh my God. if you have a short string... And a company is investing a ton of time training you. They're like, well, we know you're going to die in three years. So, like, we don't want to spend that time on you. Oh, my God. Or you're God. in a relationship and you have a long string and you find out the person you're with has a short string. You may not want to get married and have kids because you're like, I know you won't be here. So it becomes this thing where, they, where there is a prejudice against people who have short strings. Um, and it, it's multiple storylines, um, uh, uh, like a queer couple, a single guy, like all these people trying to like navigate this. They're all kind of in similar ages. And as the book goes along, it's like they just figure out more and more about what these strings mean and how the different governments deal with it. Um, and then all these people kind of have this little bit of a resolution. It kind of centers around a group of short stringers who go to a support group together. Oh um, and it's, wow. it's really great. Um, my mother told me about it. I loved it. It was, I, I, I. It, it was it was already on my list as like one of those like oh this sounds like cool sci-fi but this definitely like blew me away. What are you reading, Molly? I am reading an arc of a very hotly anticipated book from a favorite reading glasses author. It is Lavender House by uh, Lev A. C. Rosen, and we all know here on Reading Glasses how much we love his book Camp. We recommend it all the time. Well, this book it is extremely different. It's not YA, so this is an adult book, and it was pitched to me as Knives Out but with queer people in so it's like knives out in 1950s san francisco bay area with a bunch of queer people and it is so fucking good it's about this cop and look up please look up content warnings for this uh because there is some you know pretty intense stuff in this book again this is an adult book this is if you're like if you read camp and you're like oh this is so fluffy and fun this book is not fluffy but it is fun and it's about this this cop and he has just been booted from the police force because he got outed and all they were basically like well you're a cop so we won't you know beat the shit out of you but 
we are going to tell, we're, we are going to fire you and tell everybody that you're gay. And he's sitting at a bar kind of contemplating what to do with his life and whether or not he should keep going or not. And then he, this really hot, rich lady shows up at the bar and she's like, you're exactly who I'm looking for. And she's looking for someone who is not a cop but has cop skills uh, to investigate a murder at her house. And uh, she lives lived with her, her wife and their son and his boyfriend. Uh, they run like a really um, fancy soap company so they have a lot of money and to keep up appearances they had their son who's also gay marry a lady but so they live with her their son his boyfriend his wife and her girlfriend and all the staff is queer it's basically like a whole queer house but they are very secretive obviously it's 1950s Um, they're trying to stay safe but there was a murder the lady the lady uh, who is um who goes to hire this guy? Her wife has been killed. Uh, they don't. They, they, she doesn't even know if it's a murder, but she wants someone to investigate it that isn't directly connected to the cops. Ah, um, yeah. So he gets there and kind of gets embroiled in this. Obviously, there's a lot of really complicated relationships, and the whole book, you're like, oh my god, is it this person? Could it be this person? Oh, they're acting weird. Is it? Is it this other person? And it's just really fun. The house is really cool. So if you like a book with like a cool house, uh, but it's a great mystery. It's it's just absolutely it's a blast. If you love queer mysteries at all this is for you it's out next month and we're actually going to have uh, rosen on the show which is really exciting but i'm really yeah. enjoying this so that's the lavender house by love ac rosen and mine is the measure by nikki Ehrlich. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. We got some follow-up from Megan who wrote in with a recommendation request a while ago that we answered. Which one was Megan? Which one was Megan? Megan was recovering from surgery and wanted some recommendations. Oh, yeah. I needed some TBR, some stuff And we actually recommended camp (laughs) for this. Oh, great. Oh, perfect. Perfect timing. Perfect Uh, timing. So Megan says, thank you so much for your fantastic recommendations to aid in my surgery recovery. I already read So Lucky and loved it. Camp is next on my TBR. My surgery went well glad to hear it and my recovery is also going well also glad to hear it thank you for the time thought and caring you put into your recommendation i love the show and the community you built yay we love getting like feedback on recommendations when people love the books that we recommend that is that is catnip although you can tell us if you didn't like the book so maybe we should like take it off the recommendation list um we got a hot book dip from aubrey Hi, Bria Mallory. Love your podcast so much and the bookish community you have created. You inspire me to keep reading even when it's hard to find the time. I have a six-month-old baby, so I've had to get a cre- a, get creative lately. Lots of one-handed reading on my Kindle before I fell asleep. I hear that. And I don't even have a baby. Um, I have a recommendation <laughs> for a listener who is asking about how to find out whether a romance is closed door or open door. So to remind people, people wanted... Uh, Someone wrote in and they wanted specifically a closed door romance, but it's kind of hard to figure that out. There's a Twitter account called Does It Bang, and that's at H-E-A underscore Does It Bang. There we go. (laughs) That tweets out romance titles and whether or not there is sex on the page. Either it bangs or it does not bang. Incredible. A fun and informative follow for all romance lovers. You could browse the account or text search for titles you might be curious about. It's obviously not exhaustive, but it is another good place to learn about romance titles and their content. Hope this tip helps all romance-loving glassers out there. This is a wicked hot book tip. I'm going to have to check out that Twitter account. It's so yeah, funny. It's does it bang or does it not bang? I'm imagining like a Judge Judy character with her gavel being like, it bangs! And then like banging yeah. her gavel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tori wrote in with a wheelhouse. This is a honking wheelhouse. 
um, wow. which is golden age. Detect- we'll never run out of books to read. There are so many things on this. Yes, this is super honking. So it's golden age detective fiction, talking animals, especially dragons, badass princesses, enchanted forest, witty banter between protagonists, book set in Scotland, which is the hot new thing right now. Gosh, the hottest. We need to do. Mallory, how come we haven't done this? Did we do a Scotland episode? I don't know, but we should do. There's an Edinburgh Book Fest that we should go to. Yeah, that and would see be what nice. all the fuss is about. Um, yes. Sexy thrillers, mythological and fairy tale retellings, cozy mysteries, fast paced books, funny memoirs, mysteries heavy on the levity, adventures with the big bad getting defeated in the end in a dope fight. <laughs> Unique magical powers, locked room mysteries, PIs set in a library, bookstore, coffee shop, cafe, apothecary, pie shop, or circus. Uh, Honestly, I see the relationship between all those things. I I, I identify with this. uh, Magical realism, strong women, deeply bonded friendships, found family, Sherlock Holmes-esque, books about books, magical murder mysteries having to do with flowers and botany, queer lit slash nonfiction, especially by protagonists, going through magical portals of any kind. Tori... This is a honking, very Glasser-esque wheelhouse. But you know why? I, I, I feel like a lot of these, there's like five in one book. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like a long list, but I understand because you can have like going through magical portals alongside, you know, uh, unique magical powers and mystery with levity. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, these are all things that could be in the same book. It's not like Tori doesn't have to read, you know, one from each category. So but I appreciate it. Tori also good. This is... Mm-hmm. Very, this is a wicked good wheelhouse. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And we want to do a little quick note about our newsletter, folks. Uh, if you got the newsletter recently, you saw our note. But we also want to say we love doing our newsletter. Every month, Bria puts together a huge list of all the books we talked about on, on the show for that month plus an extra recommendation from Bria and I. And we have so many people signed up for the newsletter that now it is costing us money to do this. Uh, so if you are... In, in, interested in signing up you've been getting it for a while you're getting something out of the newsletter you love it uh, we are asking people if you would like to either sign up to support us at maximumfund.org uh, to help us pay for it or you can do a one-time payment at maximumfund.org just to help us so we can keep doing the newsletter i mean at this point it, again it's costing us money to do it and it is not sustainable but we would and, we, and we've added to the newsletter because of this we just used to do books but now because we're asking people to Maybe give a little money, enjoy Max Fun, give us a one-time donation. We've started adding to the newsletter. So this month we also did a section on what we're reading, what we're eating, what we're drinking. And I wrote a little essay about how wonderful it was to see all of you at the readathon. Mm-hmm. It was like very heartwarming and and we're, we're going to write um, little essays every month and do little updates on our lives. So you get a lot of Bria and Mallory in this newsletter. A lot yes. of personal stuff, a lot of like book stuff, but like not related to book stuff. Like I talked about my love of coconut water in this <laughs> newsletter, you know, and Mallory talked about her love of Our Flag Means Death. So I think like us talking, it's, it's if you want to know all the books we're talking about. And which stuff is we're watching. Something people want to know, you know, and so you can go and figure out those books, but also just more stuff about Brie and Mallory, about us. And the I newsletter is itself the is still free. We're just asking it people yes. to help yes, us. Yes. If you could, I mean, if you support us at MaximumFun.org, remember, you're not just supporting the newsletter. You're also supporting us making the show and you get access to our Slack channel and our Zoom parties. So you get a lot with that $5 a month if you choose to, uh, to help us out. But yeah, we uh, we want to keep doing the newsletter. It really, we love doing it. And uh, we, we've been loving it, honestly, even more now that we're adding all this stuff to it. So if you get a lot out of it and you have a, an extra uh, few dollars lying around to help us do it, we would really appreciate that. Uh, this link 
link in the show notes to sign up for it. And again, that's MaximumFun.org if you want to go help us make it. And a quick bookmark for me, I have been... I guess I've been on kind of a mini tour of California. Yeah, you really have. I have been cruising, and I do want to say, so this weekend, if you are listening to the show as it's coming out on this Thursday, this weekend I am doing an event in Ojai, California at Bart's Books, which is one of my favorite bookstores in the world. It's an outdoor bookstore. Wicked cool. Uh, But me and Glasser favorite and dear, dear friend of mine, Sarah Gailey, are going to be in conversation at Bart's Books up in Ojai. If you're in L.A., you can drive up from it. Or if you're somewhere above Ojai, you can drive down for it. Uh, It's going to be an absolute blast. It's going to be a link in the show notes. So that's this Saturday, September 17th. Uh, I think this is actually my last California date that I'm doing anything for this year. So again, September 17th, Bart's Books, Ojai, California. Me, Sarah Gailey, starts at 6 p.m. There's a link in the show notes. It's totally free. Come on out if you were around uh, sort of an end of, to me, this in my mind, this is like the end of summer event. And then after this, it's spooky all the time. So I'm I'm really excited. Uh, We all know uh, how much, we love Sarah Gailey as both a person and a and an author on the show. I'm really excited to be in conversation with them and talk about books and, and writing and stuff. It's going to be a blast. So again, link in the show notes for that. And before we talk about navigating bookstores, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by our friends over at Dipsy. Are you feeling a little anxious, maybe overwhelmed? These feelings can make it hard to shift gears and get in the mood, but with Dipsy, you can focus on just what makes you feel good. But what is Dipsy? Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter what you're into or what turns you on. That's right, folks. You can search for stories by your sexy wheelhouse. Maybe you're looking for a hot yoga instructor. Maybe you're looking for someone with a hot British accent. Maybe you are looking for a hot firefighter. Whether it is type of character or scenario, whatever you're looking for, Dipsy's got it for you. They also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and they offer written stories if you want to read something with your eyes instead of with your ears. Bria and I love Dipsy. We really think they're a fantastic company with a fantastic app that, you know, looks really great, works really great. It's designed and created by people who love romance and erotica. For people who love romance and erotica. That is very clear in the stories, that is very clear in the app. So if you are, maybe you're someone who loves erotica and loves romance and you want to try a new form, you've never listened to them in audio form before, or you are just voracious and you are looking for a new app where you can listen to a bunch of stories. And maybe you have never dipped your toe into the pond of erotica and romance and you don't know where to start. Uh, This is absolutely perfect. It lets you try a bunch of different types of stories. And uh, if you want to just skip to the sexy part, the app will let you do that. It really is fantastic. And for listeners of Reading Glasses, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses. So that's a whole month where you get to listen to as many stories as you want. It's not a... Uh, you know, a limited trial where you get to listen to like three stories and that's it. It's a 30-day full trial whole month where you get to listen to as many stories as you want and test it out full access for free that's a month of sexy stories for free why not try it out that's dipsystories.com slash glasses d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash glasses dipsystories.com slash glasses 
glasses. Are elephants right-handed? What's the middlest size in the universe? What is the history of fan fiction? Let's find out together on our show, Let's Learn Everything, where we learn anything and everything interesting. My name's Caroline, and I studied biodiversity and conservation. My name's Tom, and I studied computer science and cognitive blah, 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 blah. Mm, Did you? <laughs> and my name's Ella, and I studied stem cells and regenerative medicine. On our show, we do as much research as you would for a class, but we don't get in trouble for making each other laugh. And we get to say, fuck. <laughs> Maybe not in the trailer. Subscribe to Let's Learn Everything every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. This week, we're talking about our favorite place, the bookstore. Well, maybe our co-favorite place, our other favorite place at the library. But today we're talking about bookstores. <laughs> now that we're all getting back to in-person shopping, it's easy to get overwhelmed when you walk into a bookshop. There's so many genres. There's so many options. Where do you start? Well, we are here to help. Today's episode was inspired by a question from Izzy, who wrote in to say, I work in a comic shop and have always been a big fan of manga and comics. I find those sections of a store and feel comfortable navigating them since most of them are alphabetical by title or sometimes publisher. I've always been a socially anxious person and easily overwhelmed. Even after being told repeatedly how the Dewey Decimal System works as a kid, it never sunk in. So now I pretend I know how to navigate a library most of the time, going down the rows of shelves until I hit something familiar and safe. In comics and manga, I'm drawn in immediately by the art. As an adult, I'm trying to fall back in love with reading books without pictures as well. I'm loving the audiobooks on Libby, love that, but I've just walked into an actual bookstore for the first time in forever and I'm pacing like a caged lion. Did Izzy send us this (laughs) from the bookstore? What? I, did Izzy send us this from the bookstore? I, I think it seems like it. Oh my God. it, it I love the idea like of someone walking into a bookstore and being like, I, I need to talk to Mallory and Bria. Stat. <laughs> uh, Izzy says, if I don't have a book in mind, I definitely lean towards end caps to find something eye-catching. I don't know why I find searching by author names so difficult. I'm starting to branch into YA and fantasy and some horror. I wish these sections were broken into thematic subsections like horror vampire, horror psychological versus walking up to a wall of books mm-hmm. and panicking. Any tips for the easily overwhelmed in navigating physical bookstores to feel more comfortable and find stories they resonate with or any info about how bookstores are normally organized laid out and why so bria you're walking into a bookstore where do you start well first i have to say a moment about the dewey decimal system a quiet moment for the dewey decimal system <laughs> it's very confusing they actually it's so confusing they've changed it to a new system in a lot of libraries mm-hmm. so don't feel bad about that izzy at all I'm also going to say, don't feel bad about these end caps. That's that. There, there are people picking out those books on the end caps, although sometimes those end caps might be paid for depending on, on where you are. But there is no doubt going to be a buzzy book in some way on those end caps. So that is a place I often start as well. I like to start on the recommendations table, the end caps. Those are definitely places where I go to in bookstore. I'm looking at the new releases. Um, I just feel like those are the, the places that my brain is drawn to because I'm like shiny new. Um, but we're going to walk you through, but I just want to let you know, and anyone listening, you're not doing it wrong. There's no Mm -hmm. wrong way to go into a bookstore unless you go in naked or you're going in to set the bookstore on fire. Don't do those things. That's that's the wrong way to go into a bookstore. Yes, that is the wrong way. But other than that, unless you are going to urinate on the book, like there, (laughs) if you're like, there are things that are not the right way to go into a bookstore, but I think there are, we can give you some tips. Mallory, how do you, how do you normally approach a bookstore? 
Oh, I go straight to that fucking staff recommendation, the shelf, baby. That is yeah, like, yeah. like a laser beam. Uh, unless I'm like, even, I mean, honestly, even if I'm going to going in there to pick up a pre-order or like I'm looking for something specific, I cannot resist the call of a stack staff recommendations, either wall or shelf. Uh, I just love seeing what books the booksellers are into lately. Booksellers are like librarians. Like they've got the hottest... They've got like, <laughs> they have like, you know, they, they're the ones who know the hottest new releases, the hottest books that are coming out. Um, and there's honestly, there's usually a book in there that I haven't heard of. Um, so that's why I, I love checking, checking those out, especially it's really fun if there's like a little shelf sign that has the reasons why a particular bookseller likes that book. Oh, I love that shit. So yeah, that's, that's normally where I like to start. All right. So most bookstores, unless they're specialty bookstores, they are organized by genre, uh-huh. right? So fiction is on one side of the store. Nonfiction is in another place. Fiction um, fiction is usually split up into categories like uh, science fiction, fantasy, uh, and horror, and then a poetry section, a romance section. Everything else is going to be basically in literary fiction. Yes. So depending on the store, you're going to have different sections. You may have specialty sections. You may have like a mystery thriller section. You might get a horror section. Mallory loves when there's a horror section oh. separate from SFF. I feel but like I have a, like a network in my head of every single bookstore in the country that has a horror section. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of times they're all it's all included in the science fiction fantasy area. Um, and then sometimes you're going to have nonfiction separated into biography, science, and history, things like that. So you know that, Izzy, when you're walking into a store, these are going to be the sections that you can navigate. Yes, and they're organized this way for browsability. The thought is that if you're looking for something in particular, let's say like a mystery book, I'm looking for a mystery book in the mystery section. If all the other mystery books are around it, you might be tempted to buy more books. So, because if if everything was by author name only instead of genre, you wouldn't really have that because you wouldn't know what genres were the books that, that were on either side of it. So organizing them by wheelhouse item sounds really like a really cool idea, but it would be difficult yeah. for booksellers, especially since some books fall into multiple categories. And that's why, I mean, why I love looking at the recommendation shelf because, you know, in some, because there's, there's a lot of um, like thematic uh, shelves and walls that booksellers put together for holidays or for, I mean, I love shopping in bookstores during October because people, booksellers will trot out you know horror Mm -hmm. books or vampire books but um yeah it would be tough to do a wheelhouse bookstore that's so true um so when when thinking about this i read an article in the new yorker which we'll link to about bookstore organization and um there's a person they worked at various bookstores and one thing they said that really struck me is that one bookstore they were working at thrived on online sales ordered ahead of time so these pre-orders right that mallory's going in to pick up not ones that people bought in person so a lot of people aren't doing the walk-in, pick out something and buy it thing that Izzy is trying to do. They have looked it up ahead of time. They figured it out because most likely, like the rest of us, they know that it can be hard to wander around a bookstore. Um, And it also means that stores are organized to catch your attention, right? These stores are designed to sell books. So Mallory's right. You go into the mystery section, you buy another mystery book, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to sell you books in similar categories of things that you were already reading. So... The display shelves are things they think you want to buy. Um, so th- just think about that. They ha- they organize it in order to sell books to you, um, not for easy browsability, unfortunately. Yes. Actually, there's been a big dust up recently uh, in the world of books because um, Barnes & Noble has been changing their, their policy for carrying uh, certain middle grade and YA books. And uh, Book Riot did a really, the Book Riot podcast, like the actual, like the OG book news podcast at Book Riot did a great thing talking about how, you know, that most people go into big, like, 
bookstores like Barnes and Noble now, they're already lo- they're looking for something they already saw on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. You know, they're not right. Brow- they're not browsing. So bookstores are doing their best to try to get your attention for things. That's why you'll see, uh, you know, Barnes and Noble even has end caps that are like, "Here's books you might have seen on on Book Talk." Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That is interesting. So indie indie bookstores are really going do they're doing a better job and they're doing their best to try to create displays and you know create their store they don't want it to be confusing they're trying to sell books but we understand that it can be very overwhelming especially since you know for the past couple years most of us have been buying books online during the pandemic and now we're back Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to get how to navigate a bookstore so bria what, what is your what are your hot tips for for navigating a bookstore when you walk in well, it's complicated, right? Like, I mean, I read a lot of, like, literary fiction genre. That, like, that is something I read. So it's, like, horror, literary fiction, sci-fi literary fiction or something. And the question always is, is it literary fiction? Is it a new book? Ugh. Is it genre? Like, we don't know. That is tough. Um, so it's tough. So if you feel comfortable asking a bookseller, do it. We've talked about it on the show. There's a word for it. Mallory, what is it called? Hand selling? Hand selling, Yeah. Hand selling. They like to do it where you go up and you go, I really liked this book. I'm looking for something like this. I really love mysteries. You have a new mystery. I I think that even if you're at a corporate chain, the person who is working there is more likely to be a reader and can hand sell you something. If you are at an indie bookstore, they are definitely going to want to hand sell you something. You can definitely go talk to that person. Okay. If you're a person who does not like to talk to strangers, which I know those glasses, I know there's a lot of glasses out there who are like, that is not me. I will not go ask for a suggestion. I'm going to say go do some research before you go in. There's this meme that I really like that shows this person looking at a menu at a restaurant and they're looking like slyly over the menu. Do you know this? And it says something like pretending to look in the menu even though I've looked it up online first. Oh, that's that's so me. I always do that. I got to know what the restaurant has before I get there. Um, Remember when we were young and we would have to go to a restaurant and we would not even know what they were serving? I can't believe it. Wild days. It is. It was the Wild West, the true Wild West, when you didn't know what they were going to be serving. So I think having that goal when you go in, you know, there's a new Rachel Harrison book, there's a new manga you want to check out, something like that. So find that first and then browse that section because they have designed this section for your taste, right? Yes. You listen to the show, I'm sure you're going to recognize more authors within that section if you like you know, Rachel Harrison, you're going to find other sort of genre people that are doing similar things because they're all going to be in the same um, section. And don't hesitate to ask where you can find those books. Like that is an easier question maybe than what should I be reading? But feel free to ask the person working there, like I'm looking for this book. I don't know where it would be. And I think you're going to find a lot in that section. What are your tips for navigating a bookstore for Izzy? Well, I want to echo that. And also some of the advice that uh, Rachel gives in our upcoming interview, which is such a good interview. Uh, Rachel and I became immediate best friends because she's she was like, I'm obsessed with haunted house books. And I was like, wow, let's uh, let's be besties forever. Like you said, Bria, it's totally cool to walk up and, and ask them for a particular book. But it's also totally cool to walk up to a bookseller and be like, hey, I want horror with vampires. And you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know where it would be. It's I mean, booksellers are like librarians. They want to talk about books. So if you yeah, have yeah. a particular wheelhouse thing that you're looking for, um, if you have something more general, you're like, I want a scary book. I want a romantic book. I want like it. They they have recs for you. It doesn't matter what genre it is. It is totally all right. And, you know, like you said, Bria, I understand if you're an anxious person, it is tough to go up to somebody and be like, hi, you know, I I, I, I get that. I, I'm I'm someone with an anxiety disorder. I like that you started with hi, like you're about to give them your introduction to you, or like <laughs> hi. Here's my background. <laughs> you hi, don't I'm have Mallory to do that. Mara. You can actually just go up and say, "Hey, I'm looking for books about 
like fiction books about vampires. I love them. Could you point me to the section? Yes. Uh, but I also like doing a little bit of research. I, for, for some reason, my anxiety gets calmed if I have like a goal. So if yeah. I like have like a thing that I know I'm need, I'm doing in this bookstore. So like I'm like, okay, well, for example, I want to tan a French book. So I'll look in mystery under F or literary fiction under F. And while I'm there, like standing in the F section, I'm like, okay, I am here. This is where I know I'm supposed to be. I have a goal. And if I, some for some reason, if I do that, I feel a little more comfortable branching out and being like, okay, yeah. I'm going to look around. And I, I also want to say, if you were an art person, Izzy, and anyone else listening to this episode, it is totally fine to be attracted by art. Book covers, I mean, you can ask my best friend, Lauren, book cover designers want you to be attracted by art. They're working as yeah. hard as they can to create something that is reflective of the book and interesting and eye-catching. So if you're an art person, if you are normally, you read a lot of comics, you read a lot of manga, and you're like going into a bookstore and you're like, but I usually just look for cool art. You can do the same thing. It is totally fine. You know, the uh, tables or end caps or whatever it is, I, I still do it. We all do it. We see a cool book cover and they're like, you're like, I don't even know what this is, but I want it. And yeah, Exactly. It's there to it's there to pique your interest. You're not less of a reader and you're not like a baby reader or like, you know, a lower level reader if you are getting attracted by art. Again, like there's five million extremely talented book cover designers in the world who are begging you to do exactly that. So yeah. uh, don't don't think that you're any less of a reader, or any less serious of a reader. I'm trying to remember that was a book I bought recently a hundred percent because I was like, this is a cool cover. That's all I need to know. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, you're not being, I, I think what we're saying is the most important thing is to feel, you don't have to feel like you read a certain way or act a certain way or are looking for a certain thing to belong in a bookstore. You already belong right. there. It is a really, it might, even though. When you're you, here, you're family. It's like an Olive Garden. <laughs> Just Book think of your bookstore as your, your Olive Garden. <laughs> You can walk in and the Cheers music plays. You oh, know, my God. You home. If there was a bookstore that served endless breadsticks, it would be like the greatest wow. place on earth. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I brought up multiple times this past weekend how much I love that salad. I, you know, the funny thing, I, I don't was, know what's so good about it. It's, I remember loving it. I haven't had it in a long time. I was just talking to someone. I've never been to an Olive Garden. Wow, Mallory, we can change that. We can make that happen for you. We, wow. Yeah, I've never been I, there. Actually, I don't know where there is one in Los Angeles, but well, it I is, think that's the um, thing is that there's not a lot you've of. You've never had. An endless pasta bowl? No. Uh, now, I mean, unless they have gluten-free pasta now, I can't now. They do. Really? Well, you, sure. And you know that because you looked at the menu ahead of time before yeah. you got there. <laughs> That's right. Listen, there's a full gluten-free menu on, on there. Um, I'm looking wow. at it right now. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, my mind is blown. Uh, but yeah, when you're here, your family at a bookstore, even though you might be intimidated, even though you might feel anxious... Remember, you're also, you're around other readers. So the that's something I always try to remember when I get anxious in a bookstore is like, you're with your people. You know, you're around people who are also probably a little anxious and bookish and maybe introverted. Like, they're going to understand you and they're not going to, they're not going to like boot you out. They're not going to make fun of you. They're not going to, they they want to welcome you. They want to make you feel comfortable and they want to sell you books. So they got your back. Booksellers got your back. And we are about to talk to one right now. You can send your thoughts on navigating bookstores to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com before we talk to event coordinator, social media manager, and frontline bookseller Rachel Conrad. We're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies, which deliver perfect 
entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. That's right. It's entry-level doses of THC. This is not meant to send you into outer space. Microdose gummies are meant to help you wind down and relax after you've had a big workout like I use them for. They help you sleep a little bit better at night, give you a creative boost when you're working on something, take the edge off any stress that you might be feeling. They really are fantastic. They come in all different blends, different flavors, and they're available nationwide, which is fantastic. You've probably heard about microdosing. Maybe you've heard friends talking about it. Maybe you've seen an author or a creative person that you like talking about it. You've just maybe seen it online. All you need to know is that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better in all kinds of ways. And if you want to get more information about microdosing THC, you can go to microdose.com and use code GLASSES to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. So that's microdose.com, use code GLASSES to get free shipping, 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show notes, but again, that's microdose.com, code GLASSES. GLASSES. Are you ready to binge watch something old? The Greatest Generation is a podcast about Star Trek by a couple of hosts a little bit embarrassed to even have a Star Trek podcast. Hosted by me, Ben Harrison. And me, Adam Pranica. We get into the critical, the technical, the science fictional aspects of the show we love while roasting it and each other at the same time. We've completed an entire series about Star Trek The Next Generation and another one about Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and we've just begun Star Trek Voyager. So now is a great time to start watching a new Star Trek series with us. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts and become a friend of DeSoto today. So here we are with Rachel Conrad, who is an event coordinator, social media manager, and frontline bookseller, which is my new favorite title ever. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So really important question for a bookseller. What are you reading right now? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I can tell you that I just finished, uh, Kelly Barnhill has a novella coming out. Uh, oh, 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 with the cool cover. It's, uh, I try to remember. Husband has, yes, 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 yes. 2022 has been killing it with covers, but that one in particular, it's so stunning. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Like read it, went to bed, finished reading it in the morning. That kind of good. Oh, hell yeah. I'm so excited. I just, I have her new, um, Women Were Dragons, and it's a very popular reading glasses pick right now. Excellent. Um, And I also just recently finished um, The Lavender House by Lev Elsie Rosen. Oh my God, that's next on my arc list. (laughs) I have a, I have, we love Elsie Rosen so much. We're like crazy huge fans of camp. So when I found out, um, uh, that Lavender House was coming out. I was like, please let me let us have him back on the show. It's it's again one that I picked up because I was like, oh man, this cover is so great. And it's just I love Agatha Christie. I love Agatha Christie, you know, point blank. Um, and it just feels like Agatha Christie, but all of the characters are queer and like a little, you know, devious. And it's just it's cozy and it's different and it's it's a noir it's just 
scratches a lot of itches. Uh, it's just a fabulous, I hope there is more after this. I loved the detective in it. Um, it's great. I cannot wait to hand sell it because it is just, it, it's wonderful. It's like the perfect autumn book for what I hear. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. so excited about it. Um, well, speaking of books and hand selling, can you tell us about your amazing bookstore, Print? Yeah, absolutely. So Print, uh, it's sort of, it's still a baby bookstore. We are five years old. We're going to be six in November. Um, I've actually, as of June, been uh, the event coordinator for a year and I love, I love it. I am a very, uh, I'm a very social person. I love interacting with authors. I love interacting with the people who come to our events. So it's just, it's wonderful to be here doing this job. I also love social media as well. And I'm lucky that that is part of my job too. Um, So I get to interact with everybody on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, The co-owners are Emily Russo and Josh Christie, who have been in the business for years and years, and they are just the best bosses. I, 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 Love them both to death. They're so incredible to work for. Um, And it's incredible to work for a place that, you know, when you have an idea, you can take it to them and they go, okay, show us that it'll work. And you can hit the ground running and put the pieces together. And when it comes to fruition, you know, it is just the most satisfying thing in the world. We recently partnered with a local brewery and we... um, Hell yeah. It's where I host, I host a book club for the store. So once a month we go down to the brewery and everybody gets beer and sits around and discusses books. And uh, we partnered with them to make a beer, which is... <gasps> what? Yeah, it's called Left on Red. Uh, it's a German whip beer. It's orange and ginger, like genuinely can It's the perfect summer beer. Um, and that's something that I never in a million years, like, thought would be possible in working at a bookstore. But, you know, book books and beer go really well together and it just the stars aligned and um it was fabulous it was so much fun and incredible to do and I should mention that print has had a soft spot in my heart for years because it's in Portland Maine and you know I love anything to do with New England (laughs) (laughs) we are it's we're lucky too we are you know so happy to be a part of Portland's community at large and also the literary community here is huge as well. There are so many authors, not just in Portland, but like in Maine in general, this is like the hot place to be now if you are a writer, which is super cool. Um, So it's always fun when they, you know, come into the store and stop by and come say hello. Um, But we also, you know, we work with organizations um, such as like uh, Maine Writers and Publishers Association. There's going to be a literary festival this fall for the first time ever in Portland, which is, it's a huge deal. So we're sort of like, uh, you might be familiar with Boston Book Fest. Yes. Um, And other literary festivals, but uh, it's in that same vein. Um, But we also work with organizations like I'm Your Neighbor Books um, and with the beautiful Blackbird Festival. So very sort of entrenched in the community. We, We also, I always say to, you know, like booksellers and bookstores are allies and we strive to be the best allies that we can be. And it is just the best feeling in the world to work at a store that stocks so much queer literature, that stocks so much literature that's written by people of color. You know, it's a very sex positive store. It's just, it's great. I I could keep going because it, but I, I feel like just saying it is not that I'm biased, but you know, it is a really, really biased about this bookstore. (laughs) It's a fucking cool bookstore, man. (laughs) Hell yeah. So as a bookseller, you are an ace recommender. Can you share any 
bookseller wisdom on recommending books to people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one thing that will always come in handy um, is I know every uh, bookseller has their own sort of niche, their own sort of wheelhouse that they gravitate towards. Um, but I genuinely think it helps to read a little bit of everything because there will be times when you are put on the spot by a customer and you they ask for something that is outside of your niche or your wheelhouse. And if a coworker isn't there to turn to, it helps to have something in your pocket to say, okay, well, I know about, you know, this book that I've read or alternatively, my coworker who enjoys this, uh, you know, enjoys what you are looking for, read this book and really liked it. So maybe this might be for you. So if you're a bookseller, yeah, I said, try, try a little bit of everything out or alternatively just talk to your coworkers and be like, Hey, what are you reading? Hey, what's, what's a hot book that you're excited for? And so what kinds of books do you find yourself getting asked about the most? Are people looking for dad books? Are people looking for books to give to their kids or like looking for a thriller? Like, is there like a category of book that you find yourself uh, getting uh, asked about? Um, weird books. <laughs> really? I love, I love a book where something happens in it. Like, I, and I know that's such a broad description. Um, but I, I love a, a weird mystery. I love a weird sci-fi. I love, you know, speculative fiction. Um, I recently read A Certain Hunger, uh, which is mm-hmm. about a woman who is a food writer who, um, is writing the book. It's from her perspective. She's in jail because she uh, got caught butchering her lovers and eating them. It's a weird book. But so I think that for me is what folks come to me to. I was going to say, so you're the weird person in the print bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that title, the weird person. Absolutely. I love it. And uh, so do you have any, uh, in your niche of weird, do you have any go-to books that you find yourself recommending over and over your sort of like Swiss Army recommendations? Um, It's interesting. I think the go-tos, because we are reading so much so often, um, it never stays the same. If that makes sense, like there are some core books for us, but like depending on the season, you know, and because we do get books so far in advance, it can switch. But I, for me, um, one that I absolutely love is Ghost Wall by Sarah Moss. Oh, I love that book. Itty bitty. You can read it in a day and it's just, it's stunning. It's so good. Um, and I love Sadie by Courtney Summers. I'm not a huge YA reader, but that is one in particular that I hold near and dear to my heart. I think that's a, it's a fabulous book. Um, and I also love, uh, and I'm gonna, she has such an Irish name that I'm a little nervous about saying it, but, um, it's called A Ghost in the Throat and it's by Doreen Nigrafa, I think is how you say her last name. I don't even um, need to know what this book is about and I'm writing the title down to get it. It's <laughs> excellent. It's 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 weird, but it's uh one of my favorite um nonfiction books that I've read in years and years. Uh so highly recommend that. Again, I don't I I'm, I'm, I'm the first thing I'm doing after we're done do it, done with this interview is looking that book up <laughs> oh, and asking um, my my indie to get it for me. Uh that sounds fantastic. Uh so we actually have a, a question from a listener named Izzy. And this whole episode is going to be about navigating bookstores. And uh Izzy wants to know any tips for the easily overwhelmed and navigating physical bookstores to feel more comfortable and find stories they resonate with, or any info about how bookstores are normally organized and laid out 
and why? Yeah, absolutely. Don't be nervous when you go into a bookstore. I, I think people can get easily overwhelmed and anxious sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, keep in mind that nine times out of 10, you know, a bookseller is also a socially awkward, anxious person just waiting to talk to somebody about books. So when you walk through that door, like we are excited to see you, we are excited to talk to you, and we've got recommendations ready to go. So if, if you're in a new space and you don't want to try to navigate it on your own, don't be afraid to go and find a bookseller and say, hey, I need help. I need some recommendations because we we will happily happily help you. In general, bookseller uh, bookstores rather. I was going to say booksellers are organized by section, which I suppose that I was going to say sounds like they are though. Sounds like you're in the weird fiction section. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bookstores are you know generally organized by section, so you'll have all of your paperback fiction will be together, all of your hardcover fiction will be together. Uh, ditto for nonfiction. Um, Essays tend to be all grouped together. Works in translation are can be mixed in with fiction, but sometimes have their own section. Um, romance usually has its own section. And uh, usually things are fairly, there's good signage. So it's sort of easy to figure out what's what and where. That being said, sometimes things you walk into a used bookstore and I say, good luck. That's, that's <laughs> a whole, whole other animal. But the other thing that I would definitely recommend is asking if there is a like a bookseller recommendation shelf. Oh, that's a great tip. Often, you know, it's it'll be newer books or backlists that we've we've loved. Um, And if you find something there that appeals to you, uh, you can look out for things like we uh, a lot of bookstores have shelf talkers, which are little cards that have very brief descriptions of the books on them without giving away any plot points. Um, you can keep an eye out. You can say, oh, Rachel read Our Wives Under the Sea and she liked this other book. So maybe I'll oh, like Mallory this. read Our Wives Under the Sea and also in love with that book. <laughs> I read it. It's one of my, if nothing else shoves it out of the way, favorite book of the year, for oh, sure. So, so good. Very, very good. Um, So it sounds like if Izzy is coming into a bookstore and looking for a specific topic, like they said in their, in the longer version of their question, if they're looking for a scary book about vampires, it's totally cool to go up to a bookseller and say, I'm looking for a scary book about vampires and they'll help you find it. Yeah, absolutely. I would be the bookseller for that because you (laughs) just said that and I immediately knew I was like, Grady Hendrix has one that I absolutely love. So like... Oh, Southern Book Club's got to slay vampires. Yep. Uh, So yeah, it's just sort of... It's a matter of sometimes finding the bookseller who matches up with you. Um, But like I said, um, often booksellers read a little bit of everything or they've talked to their coworkers who have told them, hey, I read this scary book about vampires that I love and they can still provide that recommendation to you. Fantastic. Awesome. So I know that weird fiction is your wheelhouse, but do you have any more specific subjects, tropes? Are you into haunted houses? Are you into cannibals? Am I I into haunted houses? Rachel, Um, why are we not friends? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen now. Um, I love a book with a fucked up weird house in it. I know. I just want things to start falling apart the second, you know, this bright-eyed new family moves into yes. it. It's <laughs> my favorite trope ever. Yeah. I could read yeah. a million books like that. Absolutely. Um, or, you know, wandering down dimly lit hallways while wearing some gorgeous nightgown with just a lantern. Like, I 
I love a book with a house in it. So, so gothics, I guess, is mm-hmm. sort of the general category. Um, I love horror. I'm a huge horror reader, if you couldn't tell from some of my other recommendations. Um, I love sort of weird nonfiction, if that makes sense. Like um, like I said, that uh, Ghost in the Throat, um, Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs, like oh, stuff so like good. that. Um, sort of like a little off the beaten path of, of like nonfiction that's typically like dad books is how mm-hmm. I would describe it. For weird um, books for weird dads. <laughs> books for weird dads. Yes, absolutely. I think our wheelhouses are in the same neighborhood. <laughs> yes. But that being said, I love a good romance novel sometimes. I mean, sometimes yeah. you need a palate cleanser, you know? Between I'm the hoping weird- more spooky romance novel come, comes out. I see, I've see. i been seeing a lot of witchy romance novels and I'm like, yes, give me my, because th- there's so many thinly veiled Kylo Ren uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray retellings. I'm like, mm-hmm. can someone just give me my romance novel romance Gomez and Morticia retelling? I've had a crush on Hellboy for years and years and years. Thanks, yes. Ron Roman. Give me that in a romance novel. I want to see, you yeah, know. There's a, oh, there's a new book by Gwendolyn Bond, uh, The Date from Date from Hell. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I need to read. I'm like, yes, give us more of that, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially this yeah. time of year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we could probably talk about books for the next hour because now I want to ask <laughs> you a million questions about what, what you like to read. But I know uh, you're the social media manager for print and print as I was telling you before we started recording has an incredible social media presence I mean I have literally never gotten to go to print but I've been following the Instagram from the beginning because I'm I'm so excited about the the store and the videos and the posts that you folks make are just incredible where can listeners find that uh anywhere we are on uh Facebook we are on Twitter we are on Instagram we are on TikTok you just have to look up print bookstore and you will find us there um TikTok in particular uh we have a couple coming up that are um they're going to be a lot of fun I feel like I can't I can uh, tease them there's an inflatable couch and then <laughs> You know, a um, a '90s, a beloved '90s TV show involved in one. Oh my um, god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, it's a production. So I would say definitely keep an eye out on that. Fantastic, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Now let's answer a recommendation request from Kira, who says, Hey, Mallory and Bria, reading glasses has really helped me step out of my reader comfort zone, but the problem is now I find new genres I like and I'm overwhelmed by the options. This is the overwhelmed episode, I think. I didn't choose Mm. these two questions for this episode on purpose. I gotta say this. A lot of glassers, I feel like we fall into the category of overwhelmed. It's true. Like if you had to use some descriptors for us, a lot of us are. And you know what? We're fine with, we identify with that as well. We got you. The world of books is overwhelming. Uh, So Kira says, I spent my entire life thinking I hated mysteries and thrillers because the ones I read for school were boring, but I was wrong. I just finished all of the truly devious series in a week and I realized I love a good mystery thriller if it's a little silly and goofy. I wanted more books like them, but I don't even know where to start. So many best of lists have those books. I read for school and didn't like i just want people over their heads trying to find a murderer or a white collar criminal please help i love the show and blame you for this pretty good problem to have bria what is a goofy silly fun mystery that kira can read all right this is not goofy silly but i'm gonna say it's the same category it's study in charlotte that whole series Mm -hmm. by Brittany um 
It also takes place at a fancy private school, which I think the truly devious books take place at. But it's about the grandchildren of Sherlock Holmes and Watson, and they're solving crimes together. I'm going to say it's darker than truly devious. Like, you need to check the trigger warnings for self-harm and drug use. But they're light. They're light for sure. And I really liked these. Um, and they're all written from the Watson point of view, just like the Sherlock Holmes books. Um, the the there is a There's like a slight romance, a like weird crush thing happening. It's uh, the daughter, the... It's like the great-granddaughter or the granddaughter of Sherlock Holmes, and then Watson is this grandson, and they end up at the same school together. It's not as goofy, I think, or funny, but I do think it is funny and has, and it is a little bit lighter. It's not super dark. So I definitely would recommend that. What, what, do, you, what do you have for Kira? Big Glasser pick, uh, Dial A for Aunties by Jesse Q. Sutanto. Uh, for this, it is a wicked fun mystery romance, but there is a ton of humor and goofiness. I've talked about it on the show before. It's a woman who runs a wedding business with her four aunties, and she gets set up on a date by them. And no spoilers, this happens immediately in the book. She accidentally murders the guy because he's a piece of shit. Uh, and then they want to, her four aunties are like, cool, we have to get rid of this body. And the body accidentally ends up in a cooler at the wedding that they're working the next day um, as at a hotel. You, as what happens, you as know, you like know, normal. What happens? Uh, but it's the, the wedding is takes place at a hotel that she finds out is run by her college sweetheart. So, and then there's this mystery that crops up at the wedding along with this like goofy comedy around trying to hide this dead body. Um, so it. And there's a ton of mystery books like this. I'd also recommend getting into the cozy mystery genre because a lot of them are very silly and goofy and fun. Um, I am reading one right now for a future episode that we're going to do on cozy mysteries. And yeah, they're all like a little tongue in cheek. They're all a little silly and fun. They're not like super, super serious. They're not, you know, serious man comes to dark town to try to solve things. It's all, it's all a little like, it's a lot a little fun. Um, but Besides the cozy mysteries genre, yeah, I think uh, Kira would get a lot out of Dial A for aunties just because it's so it's it's like one of those laugh out loud books, but you are also at the same time trying to solve what's going on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's Dial A for aunties by Jesse Q. Sutanto. And mine is A Study in Charlotte by Brittany Cavallaro. And there's a few books in that so you can stick with it. You can read more than one if you like it. And if you want us to solve your reader problem or answer your recommendation request, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy reading glasses, book slut shirts, book slut totes, libraries are fucking awesome, pillows, stickers. <laughs> Folks, if you want to show off your love of reading or libraries or this show that you're listening to right now, Reading Glasses, you can go to over to our Void Merch store. Uh, it's fucking awesome. It's the, the autumn is 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 nearly here. It's hot as shit here in California, but autumn is coming. If you're looking for a new sweatshirt, maybe one that says libraries are flipping awesome because you don't want to swear on there. You can get one at our store. It really helps us pay our bills and feed our cats. It directly supports us uh, and the artist who designed them all. So check it out. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show and want to do something for free for us, you can rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice. Go to Apple Podcasts or Podcatcher, Podchaser. There's so many of them. But yeah, mm -hmm. you go on, go on the mobile app on your phone. It takes 30 seconds. It's a really huge help for us. It helps us reach more listeners. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast. On Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading.